When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning. It is time to get up with the most frustrating finish of the NFL season. How on earth did that happen to the Bills? And does it mean they're finished? Meanwhile, the D in Big D stands for Dangerous Dak. Is Mr. Prescott the best QB in the NFC? Spoiler alert, the answer is yes. And then, oh boy, does Jim Harbaugh ever have a lot to say about everything that's happened. We'll tell you what does and does not make sense as we get up with you starting right now. Here we go on a Tuesday. Oh, what a morning we got working. We ordered up Graziano with extra snark today. He is ready to go. Default. Nick is fired up. And look how dressed up Jeffrey is today. Look at Jeff. You know what happened, right? Yeah. Coach is starting to get fired again. So oh. That professional look. He's got two <laughs> interviews set up for later in the show. Okay, all that aside. Last night might have been the most ridiculous finish in a season filled with ridiculous finishes. All the drama. Monday Night Football, Western New York, Bills and Broncos. Buffalo fumbled on the first play of the game. And then Josh Allen did this. Oh, unlucky. Great ball. Gabe Davis got to haul that in. Bounces right. High and hot. High and Six hot. Six straight oh, games. <laughs> With an interception for Allen. Then how about Russell? Oh, oh God. Lord. Flashback. Thomasine Russ. Oh, that's <laughs> ball. Good grace. Cortland yeah. Sutton, by the way, what a catch. Yeah. Initially ruled out of bounds. Then they're going to take what? another look at that it. Nasty. That is Those nasty. are good. Sutton wants you to know he made that catch, too. Him. Nine-nothing. Extra point. No good. Now it's Allen. It's Dalton Kincaid all by himself. Great design right there. Diggs ran that post and cage wide open. Hey, Dorsey, good job. Easy throw for Allen. Touchdown. We're back in action, boys. Yeah, they go for two. They get it. So it's 9-8 Denver. Now it's 12-8, and that's a bad ball. Oh, the roller coaster. That is Josh Allen. It's a fun ride sometimes, but sometimes it goes off the rails. Broncos up 15-8 at halftime. Now we're tied at 15. Five minutes to play in the ballgame. First and goal, Russell. Russell. Nice play. Devontae. He does that last year, right? Simple. He'd run around and get sacked. Simple. Extra nice. point, no good, though, and that's critical. 21-15. Buffalo looking to respond. Cook, how fortunate is this? <laughs> oh. Ooh. Oh. One in a million shot, Doc. <laughs> 109 <laughs> yards on the day. We said they can't run the ball, but Cook figured it out last night. That sets up this second and goal. You're Josh Allen. Why give uh. it up? But you could just take it yourself. Extra point, good, 22-21. usually limits given it to the other team. Just Buffalo. Yourself in the end zone. But here we go. The best play in the NFL in late-game situations is the underthrow. Yeah. The, the Bills went zero blitz the down before, and it worked. They tried to do it again, and they paid for it. So here we go, Jeff. You were a head coach. 24 seconds left. Nobody's got a timeout left. Russell is going to take the knee. Now what should happen? Transition. You see field goal blocks coming on the field. Guys are getting off the field. you got the safety who's counting. you got the head coaches counting. Special teams coordinators counting. Everybody's counting. But guess what, Greening? Nobody counted correctly. They miscount 12 what? men on the field for the Bills. And the agony of it is that the 41-yard attempt goes wide. The Bills would have won the game, but for the 12th man on the field. And so Lutz will get another look at the look on the face of Allen. He knows it. You know what's coming next. 
36-yarder after the penalty. Never a doubt, boys. And that's Never a doubt. <laughs> the Broncos win a miracle. The Bills lose a heartbreaker. And afterwards, despite the ecstasy, you would hear the agony from the Buffalo side. Uh, we practiced two or three times that this week. The substitution from, from dime to field goal block. Uh, and at the end of the day, uh, we didn't execute it. So it's inexcusable. Sucks. Shouldn't have been in that position in the first place. Um, it's a lot of bad football. A lot of bad football. Well, that's for sure. So there is a lot. Put your feet up. We got a lot of time to dive into this because that's the craziest finish of the NFL season. Go ahead, Dan. I didn't mean you, but you're welcome to. Okay, Okay, let's start with what was the when he said you just reacted strongly to something the coach just said. Yeah, he said we we, you know we've been practicing going from dime to field goal block all week. Why are you in dime? They're kneeling the ball three times. I mean, let's get let's get ready for it. Why are we trying to hurry in the end? Like there's going to be 20 seconds left. We're going to hurry it back off. Like just get lined up in it. They're not going to go run a play. No one's risking this. Just, you just, I don't know. I don't get it. I don't Let, get let it me though. talk to my defensive player, Dominique. Yeah. Tell me what should happen. And, and all the Bills fans who are in my phone this morning and oh. all over Twitter who are furious. Who is to blame for oh. this candidly inexcusable mistake? Field goals are hard to block. So normally on defense, we do not have traditionally a special field goal block unit. You just have the normal base defense in your field goal block. And as Jeff pointed out, the Broncos kneeled the ball three times in a row. Why are we panicking to do a substitution? At some point, put your field goal block unit out there. Yeah. And it's normally the base defense. So if there are two defensive ends or three defensive ends, one of the three of y'all need to look at each other like the Spider-Man meme and all point. No, all three of us aren't supposed to be here. That's right. Someone get off the field. And the fact that they had three downs to get it right, and they were shocked. Yeah. At the end, like, I understand why the Broncos are rushing people on and rushing people off because the field goal unit is different than the offense. For the Bills, why are you also in panic mode? Right. They, we know what's happening. Look Everyone knows coming you, on. You know why Russ is running to the side and kneeling the ball? It's a set up a field goal. <laughs> right. There's right. No, no so, so I just want everyone to, to see that again, to make this point. Cindy, if, if you can, uh, our director, Cindy Morello, if you could start it again from the beginning of that, what, the second Russell uh, snaps the ball and takes that knee, the Bills look like they're substituting about half the players yeah. on their field, and yeah. you're saying there's no reason for this. Watch how many people are running It's out. like they're surprised. Right. Like, yeah. Oh, my gosh, they're kicking a field goal? Yeah. We all knew. The, a minute and a half ago, we all knew they were trying to kick a field goal. And I think it's fair to be critical of Sean Payton for putting his um, offense in that kind of rush operation situation. And that's why that's probably why they missed the field goal. But they let him off the hook because the coach on the other side was even less prepared for the inevitable. It's it's bad coaching at the end of this game on both sides. Danny, I mean, you, you, you can – the frustration, I'm sure you're hearing it from friends, fans and friends as well. I mean, that – that is about as bad a way to lose a football game as I've seen in a long time. It's bad. And, look, a lot of the frustration of the Bills fans is focused on uh, Ken Dorsey, the offensive coordinator, right, because the offense was so good under Dayball and hasn't. But if you look at their offense this year, I mean, they're top five in every category, like offensive efficiency, everything. Like, the Bills' problems are in the margins, right? The, 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 it, it's turnovers. It's penalties. Yeah. It's mistakes like this. And this is not what we're used to from a team that has been one of the very best in the league now for almost a half decade. And I think that's that you, you lose, you're down five starters on the defensive side of the ball, your margin for error shrinks significantly. These, they almost won the game with four turnovers. Right. Teams that have turned the ball over four more times 
are, are 0 for their last 32. Like, yeah. like, you do not win when you commit four turnovers. And they were a missed field goal away from winning anyway. They're still good, but they're making way too many mistakes. And as a result, they're 5-5. Five and five. But again, it's not just player mistakes. To, to, to uh, Fox's point, the, the zero blitz running it twice in a row after you yeah. put, after you've sacked them and then you're going to go run this blitz again he, they're lucky that Russell Wilson underthrew the ball because he's wide open. If Russell Wilson puts that ball, dude, it's a touchdown. It's not just going to be an interference. Everybody's upset about interference because a jump ball. If he'd have thrown the ball, it's a touchdown because he runs right by them. So he put them in a bad situation to begin with. And by the way, talk about everybody's trying to blame the offense. The defense with Leslie Frazier. Yep. Defensive efficiency, first in the league since 2017 to 2022. They're 16th this, this year. That's a big difference, right? So you talk about areas yeah. of where you're winning in the margins, that's an issue, right? That's an issue for me because situations like the field goal block team and the head coach being the defensive coordinator and that, that should have been solved well before we got there. Their defense is playing well, all things considered. Right. right. Like, that's the thing. I, you can be being 16 after losing a ton of starters in, not just starters, their best players. Yes. Like, the guys for their Milano. team White, who goes right. to the Pro Bowl, the yep. guys from their team who we're talking about making a difference, they aren't playing. Those guys aren't there. From the cornerback to the linebacker, to the safety, they are missing him. So holding this game tight, I thought the defense did everything they could. The thing about the zero blitz, as a defensive player and as a defensive back, zero blitz is hard, but I like that aggressiveness because it narrows down the options for the opponent. The tough thing was you can't have a safety on Judy in the slot. You have to make the proper substitutions and proper matchups in that situation because he just ran by, right by him. Right corner, by. A cornerback in that situation should know he either has to get rid of it quick or it's going deep. That's what you do in zero blitz. You're like, all right, that's right. It's not out now. Now let me run deep. And he yeah. was confused. Explain by that. to people. If, so offenses, we don't really have an answer for zero blitz. Exactly. It's either ball comes out now, something short, or ball goes deep. Quarterback's going to hit his third step and just because there's not, we're short a guy, right? Yeah, and so you know on the backside, right. yeah, it's 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 a chaos play for us. So I, there's only one or two we things often, to his We point. often hear people get critical of defensive coordinators for calling zero blitzes. I like them because the point is they don't have an answer for it. There's, yeah. no, there's no play right. for right. zero blitz. You run it back-to-back. Back. Even in that situation, if Murray, had, or excuse me, if Murphy had done the right technique, he would have been fine. So it's a good play in those situations, but you have to be able to tackle well and you have to be disciplined with your eyes, which they were not. But, so let's say something that I think just needs to be said, and the head coach himself said it. That loss is inexcusable. Yes, and just made the point. They turned the ball over four times. Times, times and we're still an eye blink away from winning. Why? Because they're by they're a the wide margin yeah. the better team. Yes, for sure. They keep losing games they have no business losing. And one of the things that must be asked, and I, I would say maybe just conservatively, 26 of the 32 NFL teams would trade quarterbacks with them in the blink of an eye. Right, for sure. So this is not a statement about that. But at some point, Josh Allen is giving away games. You know what he reminds me of? He reminds me of Brett Favre. Brett Favre might have been the most talented quarterback of his generation, but he lost a lot of games with recklessness and mistakes. Mm. And it feels like we're seeing a little bit of that here. Now, I don't know if that one's his fault or not. Right. The one tip was not necessarily his fault, but the pick right before halftime certainly was. The turnovers at some point will kill you, and I keep hearing them talking like they know that, and yet, Dan, they can't stop doing it. He's literally leading the league in interceptions. I mean, like, there's no getting around that, and it's obviously costing him. Look, this is a team. The team in front of Buffalo is Miami. Miami beat this Denver team by 50 points, yeah. like like uh, 70 to 20. Right. You cannot lose at home on Monday Night Football to the team that the, the team you're trying to catch beat by 50. 
they, they almost beat, look, they, they almost turned it over five times, by the way. Cook dribbled that one. Yeah, but, um, but no, look, I, 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 there's, not, there's no way to overcome this in this year's AFC playoff field. Like, there's too many good teams. Yeah. And if you're 5-5 five and five and you still got to go to Philadelphia and you still got to go to Kansas City and you Put still got to go to Miami. Put the schedule up, Cindy. Go ahead, Danny. Make your point. Put the, their the schedule Cowboys coming up home. is brutal. I mean, like, are there five wins? Like, like I mean, they got, you got to get to ten, right? So, I, I don't know. This could be – last it, night could have been a, a, a death knell for their and, playoff chances. And to your point about giving the game away, on the on two drives that they kicked, that Broncos kicked field goals, they were for six yards and nine yards, right? So, literally, where you spotted them the ball, they were getting points. So, offensively, you yeah. are destroying your defense when they have to get six yards and nine yards. So, to your – six points go right out the door, and you can do nothing about it. If you're a defense, you can do nothing about it. The ball spotted where it is. It's a field goal you're going to make it. And their field goal kicker was – I mean, he was awful. I mean, luckily they gave him a second shot, but that's what you end up giving that football to. an extra point, yeah. 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 The um, Josh Allen situation is interesting because you hear him talk about it. I remember after week one, the Jets game, you hear him talk about it like he's not him. Right. He's like, we got it. He doesn't understand that it's him. (laughs) But I've gotten to the point, I mean, even after that week, Josh Allen is going to be this guy. You're not going to coach it out of him. Yeah. It comes with the territory. So let's not pretend like we can solve it or address it. You have to understand that it's going to happen and, and coach around that. Because, it's, I, I mean, you get the good bad with Josh Allen. He leads the league in most situations in, like, big plays. And sometimes he's going to give it, give it back to the defense. That, that's my point. Yeah. That's Brett Favre. Yeah. And as a consequence, yes. Favre is one of the greatest players that ever lived, but his team didn't win quite as much as you think they should have, yeah. and that might be what we're dealing with here. All right, we haven't even gotten to the most interesting thing about last night, oh, yeah? which was the tweet that oh, one of the Bills' whoa. stars' brother sent out. That is coming up later in this hour. Ooh, that's real. So stay close for that. In the meantime, we've got other questions. Is Michigan now America's team instead of the Cowboys? No. Wait until you hear what Jim Harbaugh had to say, and Paul Feinbaum's reaction. Boy, that's a great job by our crew there, by the way. Love the flag. Plus, the D in Big D stands for Dangerous Dak. Is Mr. Prescott the best QB in the NFC? Hell yeah. We'll talk about it next. Don't try to get on that bandwagon now. Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore his seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA. 
Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We are back on a Tuesday, and it is time for Graziano's overreactions. I'm going to say something that I think people are generally saying, and then, Dan, you tell me if that something is an overreaction. So if I said the 49ers are back to being the NFC favorite, yeah. is that an overreaction? It is, and I understand why people would be. I mean, they have dominant performance against Jacksonville on Sunday on a week that the Eagles didn't play. So, obviously, there's reasons for it to be an overreaction, but the Eagles are still, what, 8-1? and one? Like, I, I, don't think it's, I don't think there's a clear favor. The, the Lions are 7-2. and two. The 49ers just had a three-game losing streak where they did a lot of things wrong. I think it's going to be a fight in the NFC. Mm, right, fair enough. Well, let me stay in that West. If I were to say Kyler Murray will be Arizona's starting quarterback next year, is that an overreaction? It's not. Like, I, don't, I really don't think the Cardinals have decided what, what course of action they're going to take at quarterback. And Kyler Murray sticking around is one of the possibilities. For Comes sure. off of injury, looks pretty good the other day. And he's, he's got $35.3 million in guaranteed salary coming next year and a lot more after that in terms of the contract. So if he continues to look good, I do think it's possible that they use all those draft picks to build around him. Yeah, they still owe him all of the money. Uh, and then finally, if I said Dak Prescott is the best quarterback in the NFC, is that an overreaction? Yes, because, again, the Eagles didn't play this week, right? Like, I'm still going to probably at least default slightly to the guy that was just in the Super Bowl a few months ago. But over the past month, no one's played better than Dak. Like, he's absolutely been lights out. If this continues for the rest of the year, we have this conversation in January, sure. But right now, I think there's nothing wrong. I mean, Jalen Hurts has been playing hurt, and and the Eagles are still winning, and he has been to the Super Bowl, and Dak Prescott is not. I'm going to still favor him in this conversation. Well, I believe my esteemed colleague from the great state of Maryland may take issue with that opinion. Dominique, if I I said Dak Dak is the best quarterback in the NFC, what would you say? I'd say he's the best quarterback in the NFL. Since that that 49ers loss, he's the best statistically by almost all the advanced metrics. And then if you watch the games, you also notice he's not getting great protection. He's balling with the offensive line collapsing. He's not getting a running game as great as we thought Tony Pollard was. That running game does not exist. CeeDee Lamb is playing well, but Dak, I think, is making everything much easier for everyone around him, including the coaching oh, Two words for you, my friend. Welcome back. He's not dinking and dunking it either. I <laughs> yeah. mean, like, he's no. throwing it down the field. He is playing out of his mind. Better than he, I think he's ever played right. in the NFL uh, for the last three, four weeks. So but, why are uh, you saying welcome back? Well, because y'all are trying to come back to the family dinner, but you ain't invited. <laughs> y'all ain't invited, okay? We I sat here when y'all were all trying to get Dak fired after the season. He ain't going to be a cowboy. He ain't going to be this. I said they're going to depend on Dak. He's going to tote him to the playoffs. Maybe even the Super Bowl. Now y'all welcome back. Come on back in. You know what I mean? Hey, we'll let y'all, we'll let y'all see the tables outside. 
outside. <laughs> is the Super Bowl this week? Like, I don't understand. Uh, I mean, like, well, uh, we, we have to win games to get there, Dan. That's what right. we're working on right now. So, it. You know what the difference is to me? And, and, and I, someone was saying this all of last year. Oh, it was me. Was saying <laughs> that why did Dak stop running? Uh, the the, 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 the oh. element of the game oh. in which he uses his legs Ankle is a win. huge difference maker. Yeah. And now he's doing it again, and I feel like that's been a huge part of the equation. Well, the I foot's mean, supposed to I, go this way, but it's facing this way. And you usually shy from away the injury. from it. But that was years ago, Jeff. Oh, well. Okay, okay. You, you, you heard a nail. Oh, and you're, Clara, help me. Somebody get this. File me. File me. I mean, call, I mean oat milk, I mean, oat milk latte, and all think, kinds of things. You don't things. think he remembers it? You don't like, think like, that pain flashes wait. back in your brain? Can I just confirm what's just happening here? <laughs> Are you actually using me as the standard of measure for toughness that we well, from an I'm, just, I'm just saying, think about, I'm trying to put it on scale for you. The nail for you could set you back at uh, least a week or right. two. I mean, you might have to get a new thing to, like, move your papers around. It's I've serious this business. little thing that I <laughs> use to keep myself from getting paper This cut. dude's foot went the wrong way. Right. So I, two years, three years, that probably never leaves your mind. Right. No, it I probably does have it. some effect. What, okay, so let me okay. take me out of the equation. Okay. The dude running with the football makes all the difference in the world. It's three or four plays a game, but it feels like it changes everything. Yeah, I mean, I think that's modern football. Like, there aren't any quarterbacks that are worth very much that don't have that ability. And yeah. we talk about it all the time. Even uh, Patrick Mahomes, the yes. big third downs in the playoffs sure. and running the ball. Having that threat, it takes pressure off of you. It yeah. takes pressure off the receivers. And it puts pressure on the underneath coverage, yeah. especially in zone, which Dak, if, if there's a – situation that he struggles in it's zone more than man right. so the zone defenders now have to come up when he's when he's showing the threat to run and it opens up bigger bigger gaps in the back end and right. to his credit he's delivering right like yeah, that's right. the other thing so let's let's talk about what the cowboys have done offensively this year because mike mccarthy was talking about running it more and all this kind of stuff <laughs> right so the offensive line has not been a good run blocking unit they, they haven't been able to right. run it all right what what is going well for us well i bet if we have dak throw it to cd lamb that can work <laughs> right and and to their credit look Sunday, they're 17-point favorites. They're up 28-0. That's a game where you can get your run game going. And, and to some extent, they did, right, right by mixing in other guys. And but it to C.D. Lamb. He kept throwing, and yeah. he kept throwing. And, and you can tell, they're like, this is what we're good at right now. This is what we're going to lean yeah. on. And it's a credit to and both And you're watching both Cooks guys. come to the forefront right mm -hmm. as well. The, the guy that they brought in who's a 1,000-yard receiver seems like wherever he goes, he's playing well. Now you got C.D. Lamb playing well. you got Ferguson, the tight end. But here's the other thing about the run the ball, Greeny, for your point. Yeah. Red zone, that's where it's going to separate him. Right. You know, had he not stepped out of bounds in Philly, right? You're mm -hmm. that that too, right? Like, like it's those, it's that little bit. But the more yeah. you run, the more comfortable you get in those situations. That's what's going to separate them come playoffs. I guess my point is, I don't think they went into the year with that as part of their right. plan. Should give but it's evolved, right? Let's lean on, let's lean on the quarterback. He's playing great. Really quickly, Cindy, can we put those schedules uh, for the Cowboys and the Eagles? They play each other in a month. And between now and then, the Cowboys' schedule is demonstrably easier than the Eagles' schedule is. There they come. Will the Cowboys and Eagles be tied atop that division when they meet each other week 14? What do you think? Look at it. Cowboys are going to win all three of those games. Yeah. yeah. They're yeah. going to be 9-3. and three. Are the Eagles yeah. going to win two of their three games? Are they going to be Chiefs, Bills, Niners? Are they going to win two of those? I think – or they lose two? I think they might lose two. If they lose two, then we got to – even. Yeah, I, I think we might end up with an even matchup, and the Commanders might be a tough game for the Cowboys. Okay, that game could be the division mm. – for the division right there. Okay, as we continue, coming up, more on last night. Plus, oh boy, does Jim Harbaugh have a lot to say about everything that's happened. We'll tell you what does and does not make sense. And, of course, Tuesday means pancakes. But we begin with a little amuse-bouche for breakfast this morning. Jeff Saturday, show us something. 
Oh, we're going to have some fun right here. We got we got Utah for La Crepe. La Crepe is coming up. Watch him. Watch the defensive end try to spin back. No, sir. No, sir. We can't give you a full pancake because your boy was helping you. But my favorite part is spit, get some. Get some. Hey, fix the chin strap. Take the mouthpiece. Mouthpiece somewhere else. We got to go find that. That is a thing of beauty. That's what you talk about. La Crepe. Like, great is what we're looking for early in the morning. It's light. It gets our energy up. That's how it works right there. My man didn't know which way hit him. Hey, coach, get me out. I got to get some help. We'll be right back. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. No time for the nonsense. Touchdown on an incredible catch. Wide open touchdown. The ball to Cook, getting it to Murray and letting them do their thing. Wilson gets rid of it for the touchdown. What a job by Russell Wilson. Looking for Kincaid. Allen's going to take it. Touchdown, Buffalo. This one up for Judy. There is contact in a flag. Kick perfect. And the Broncos have come to Buffalo. And they're going to leave with a win. Unbelievable game last night. We, we opened talking all about the 12 men on the field and everything else. And then I promised you this. This from Trayvon Diggs. You know him, of course. Injured star cornerback for the Dallas Cowboys. His brother is Stefan Diggs of the Bills. And that's Trayvon tweeting last night. Man, 14 got to get up out of there. What? Uh, why are you making that face, Graziano? I mean, if my brother was tweeting that I needed to get out of ESPN, I would have a hard time facing my bosses tomorrow. Look, I, I, the Diggs brothers are very close. Like, I, I don't and I, I think we have license to discuss this because of Stefan Diggs, you know, the, the issue with at the end of the Bengals game last year, the issue yeah. in minicamp this year. There's obviously something under the surface. And I think if the Bills continue to lose and miss the playoffs. I think there's there's absolutely a strong possibility that he will want to and succeed in getting himself elsewhere next year. He gone. I, 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 yeah, I do. And, and look, I, I don't make people panic, right? Like, oh, you're like Diggs and Allen have a good relationship. They do have a good relationship. But I think it's volatile, and I think it's possible it goes off the rails if they have if they don't have the kind of success <laughs> that they're used to having. I do. Trayvon Diggs is not a random family member Correct. or a random friend. He is an NFL superstar. Right. He knows the ramifications right. of a tweet like that. That's right. So that is not something that that's not that's not a 
pot of hot water he would put his brother in unless it was something that he thought that he felt it was okay. That was yeah. okay to do or say. So it's possible that he was just randomly firing off tweets, but I doubt it. That is a scary situation for no. for um, Stephon, well, not for Stephon Diggs, for the Bills. Yes. Because he is the difference. He is the reason, or when we saw the leap in Josh Allen, it was Stephon well, Diggs' appearance that allowed sure. all that to happen. We lost last night. None of those other dudes can catch. If we had that, that uh, the, the last replay, when, when it goes off of uh, Kincaid's hands, I think it was Kincaid, and this interception, and if, you, if looks could kill, man, Diggs' face, looking uh, back, yep. he is hot. There he and is. that, let me tell you. Oh, gave him one yeah, let me tell you something. That... Why is he mad about it? We'll because see it he wants here. the ball, bro. He's there. He's like, give me, you know, feed me. Make. Here's the thing that Dan just said. They have a uh, great relationship. Let me tell you when receivers and quarterbacks have yeah. great relationships. When it all goes well. When, when I'm getting yards. enough touches, right. I'm getting enough balls. It don't matter if I'm leading the league in receptions. I want more. I want more. If we lose, we got issue. Because you know and I know, I'm the best one we got. You better give it to me more so we win. He had, what, three catches last night? And a game they end up losing? Let me tell you who's not happy this morning. Diggs. And you don't five get it. Targets. All five targets. Five targets. Three he, catches. He wants yards. 50 targets. So, so five targets ain't making me happy. And when we lose a game that we're turning the ball over, we're doing all these things, I'm just telling you, I've been, I've been in huddles, and it gets real frosty. <laughs> real frosty. I'm just letting you all know. All of a sudden, it's chilly because the receiver don't want to talk to the QB. He don't want to talk to the receiver. Everybody's upset. Then you win. Everybody loves each other. Right. We got to go find a win, Bills. We better find one quick. Kincaid and Davis each had more targets last night than oh, Stephon Diggs goodness. did. Okay. We, we'll have much more on that more wild game coming up. But speaking of wild, college football yesterday, Michigan's Jim Harbaugh spoke out as only he can. His first comment since he was suspended for three games, part of the sign-stealing investigation. He says he'll be in court Friday where a judge will hear arguments on whether to grant a restraining order that would nullify his suspension. I'm going to talk on uh, Friday. Um, you know, just, looking, just looking for, uh, for that opportunity, you know. Due process. Uh, not looking for special treatment. Not looking for a popularity contest. Just looking for the merit of uh, what the case is. Wanted to clarify, how were you informed on Friday about the decision? <clears throat> um, just somebody showed me their phone. So via social media or the Big Ten contacted you? Uh, via social media. Like, uh, yeah, via social media. Fascinating. And I mean, yesterday was um, he went into talking about like he loves Tom Cruise and a few good men and he's looking forward to the opportunity to be there in a courtroom and doing all that. That's Jim. Okay, so he's a he he marches to the beat of a very unique drum. And we saw a lot of that. But let's dive into the particulars of it Uh, before I get to Heather with all of the information, Paul. And we, we've talked about this a lot. If indeed Jim Harbaugh was notified of his suspension because it was on social media and someone showed it to him, what is your reaction to that? Yeah, I don't think that's going to uh, disqualify Greeny. I, I mean, I am sadly entertained by, by Jim Harbaugh because he does live, it seems, in an alternative universe. I mean, I sometimes wonder whether he's trying to become a national championship winning coach or the new host of The Daily Show. Uh, I mean, he just doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm trying to give him the better for the doubt, but I, I was saddened really by what 
what I saw yesterday because he is so detached from reality. It just doesn't matter whether he was informed by a phone call from the commissioner, by his AD or president, or by uh, Twitter. Uh, it's still the same. Uh, he, he's, he's, he is not an innocent party here. Uh, he's being accused of serious things, and that's why the Big Ten acted the way it did. All right, Heather, catch us up here. I, I, I'm interested in anything you feel the audience needs to know. Un, un, open up the notebook. Okay, two things. One, Jim Harbaugh and Michigan Athletic Director Ward Manuel could speak and will be available to and prepared to, if necessary, on Friday. My understanding is they still don't know the exact timing of when that would be, so it's possible they fly with the team on Friday or they fly to Maryland together privately. It's also important to understand what their argument is and has to be on Friday in order for a judge to say, okay, you can coach. There are two main points here. One, Michigan has to prove that if this goes to court, they would have a fighter's chance to win it. And two, that if Harbaugh is suspended, it would cause irreparable harm to him and the program. And their argument on that is this is a once-in-a-lifetime chance for these players and coaches to compete for a Big Ten title and a national title. And my understanding is also that the judge does not necessarily have to rule in court at that moment at the end of it. So it's a wait and see as far as when that decision is. As of right now, we don't know when it would actually be made. And I'm not sure, Greeny, if it's another 11th hour type thing, but obviously Michigan officials are hoping that they know the answer by the end of the day on Friday. Uh, and with no disrespect to my buddy Dominic Foxworth, who's sitting right next to me, the Maryland game is a game that most people, I think, would assume that the Wolverines could handle without their head coach. The following week, of course, is the monster game, as every year with Ohio State, and, and that's where you would think the presence of a head coach might make a difference. I also want you to hear something else that Jim Harbaugh said yesterday that a lot of people reacted to, and I think it is an interesting question. Let's play that. It's got to be America's team. It's got to be America's team. You know, America, America loves a team that, that uh, you know, beats the odds, beats the adversity, you know, overcomes what the naysayers and you know, critics, so-called experts, think. Um, that's my favorite kind of team. Paul, is Michigan now America's team? They are not. And Greeny, the two of us are probably the only folks on this panel who remember why we go back 40-some-odd years when the Cowboys became America's team. They were called America's team because they were on television every single week when we didn't have what we have today. Uh, I don't really look at Michigan is America's team because I, I view it through a different prism. I, I view it as someone as a team you can really stand up and cheer for. To me, Michigan is, is reminds me of what, what Jim is trying to do is 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 replicate the U, the University of Miami, uh, in yesteryear when they were the they were the bad boys of college football and they, they get they got dressed up in fatigues. They did things to stand out. I mean, this team is this program is accused of cheating. Let's not forget that. Uh, that, that is not, to me, emblematic of what he is trying to get across there. What do you think, Heather? Uh, I understand Paul's point. I think what Harbaugh is trying to say is that, you know, now it's us against the world. We're the underdogs. It's, you know, we're all we've got. Everyone is taking their shots at us. They took the coach off the field the day before the game. And now look at these kids going out there and playing and, and the interim coach crying, standing there on the field. I understand the point that he's making. Heather, is there anything else we should add here? This is America's most polarizing team. 
That's what this is because the people watching this are either Michigan fans who are 100% in line with everything as Har Harbaugh is saying and us against the world mentality. And there are people out there who are saying you broke a rule. You broke an NCAA rule and are suspended for the second time this season. Remember, he was suspended the first three games. So yes, this team is absolutely galvanized. They've got their beanies and their shirts and all of those things and us against the world and bloody noses for Blake Corum and the image of it is fantastic. But this is espionage. This isn't, <laughs> it's exactly what Paul is trying to say, okay? This is a good college football espionage story and that's what's so polarizing about it. I'm here for every second of it. Right, Paul, I want you to get warmed up <laughs> because I'm bringing Desmond Howard on to talk to you next hour. Okay, so an hour, do not miss this. In our second hour this morning, Desmond Howard, I wonder which side of this he's going to fall on. Uh, we will get Des and Paul <laughs> together in hour number two, so do not miss it. Guys, thank you. In the meantime, as we continue, another showdown is coming up Thursday night. Bengals-Ravens. Is it a must-win for Joe Cool? Plus a huge concern for Lamar and the Ravens. We're all over that. Plus... Who's hungry? Saturday and Dominique are over there cooking up some hotcakes, flapjacks. Yeah. Ready to go? Ready to rock. Slobber knocker coming up. Come find us. You ain't seen one yet. We're going to see one today. Maybe two. Come on back. Double stack. Yeah, yeah. get up the AFC North is insane let's play a game of believe it or not Gross. the winner of Steelers Brown Sunday will make the playoffs believe it or not sure believe it why not I mean <laughs> why, I mean why, might as well give in look the winner of this game is gonna be seven and three I mean I, I think that's a pretty good you'd rather be them than <laughs> Buffalo Ooh. oh shots fired or they didn't need that in Western New York this morning they I'm not gonna lie to you but they I didn't. agree uh, uh, Jeff, so let's go to reality. Thursday night's game. Monster game. Is this a must-win game for Joe Burrow and the Bengals? Believe it or not? Believe it. This is a must-win. They listen. They could not last week lost to Houston, put them in a big hole. I think they they they're four. They already have four conference losses. This yeah. team, because of his injury early, this team is behind the eight ball. They got they got to win a bunch of games and some tough games in a hurry. This is a must-win Thursday night. And they're taking on the Ravens. So Neek, if I were to say Lamar. And the Ravens cannot be trusted late in games. You believe it or not? I mean, I have to believe it. I want to say no because it's flukes that cause them to lose. But when there are too many flukes in a row across multiple seasons, you start to think that there is a bit of a trend and an issue. When you look at this team, you're like, hey, what team is better built to put games away? A great running attack and an awesome defense. But for some reason, they have these unbelievable losses. Uh, at the end of games. And yeah, I have to believe that it's a problem. Well, let me put a number on those losses. They've held the lead going into the fourth quarter of every game this year, but still lost three of them. And wow. since 2021, in one-score games in the fourth quarter, you see it there. Lamar Jackson has three more turnovers than any player in the league. And yesterday on first take, Shannon Sharp sounded the alarm. Lamar Jackson has been up and down, and it's been masked because they're winning. Now that, they're not, now that they didn't win and you see what has happened, it's hard for me to trust them. It is hard for me to trust Lamar. It's hard for me to trust this team. What do we think of that? It's aggressive. <laughs> I mean, aggressive. Other, other than, other than the like aggressive really nature it. of it, but I do think that we have to understand 
that the Ravens and Lamar, they do the hard part. They make the hard part look easy. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I think for most teams, it's really hard to get a lead in the fourth quarter, especially by two scores. They can do that. The, what you would think is the easy part is playing with the lead. I don't understand because it's not that like they're a poorly coached team. Oh. I think the turnovers are a problem. But last week, this one, the turnover at the end of this game, it kind of feels a little bit fluky with a tip ball. And that's why it's hard for me to be like, if there was one thing that I could say, this is what's wrong with them at the end right. of the game. I guess the turnovers is part of it, but it seems so random. They're just weird, right? Because they're, <laughs> exactly. they're a really good running team, yeah. but they don't have the kind of running game that can salt a game away in the fourth quarter by just pounding and pounding and pounding, right? They're a really good defense, but they don't have the kind of pass rush that can salt away a game in the Reach. fourth quarter by just – so, like, it, it, they don't they, – they're very good, but they're not finishers. And, and I think that's – I don't know why that is. I mean, uh, you know, that, that, but it seems to me that while they run the ball well and they play good defense, they don't do – they don't excel at the kinds of things I can that allow you, you to I, bury I, a game yeah, that you have a lead I can tell quarter. you why. Because when it comes to the ends of game, it's players, not plays. Yeah. Right? And you think about closeout guys. It's specific players. It's not schemes. So they can lead the league in sacks. Yeah. You get to the fourth quarter, you got to have a closeout. Which guy are you de- – who are you depending on in that Ravens defense? Go, he's going to close it out with a sack, right? right. You flip it over and you – Go to the, you go to the Browns, okay, Garrett's the guy. You look at San Fran, here's my guys, right? Like, you yeah. figure out who your closeout guys are. Right now, they're not that. Same way in their run game, right? It's it's one of those the, – the, the, the issue for me, and Lamar is taking a beating on this, to your point, not all interceptions are created equally. Right. Even for Josh uh, Allen yesterday, the tip, the first one, like, there's some things, it is yeah. fluky. This is still a very good team and the biggest challenger for the Chiefs. So, super sure. quick, because I'm, I'm up against the clock. If I told you right now one of the four teams in that division is going to wind up in the Super Bowl, who are you buying? I'd say the Ravens. Yeah, I'm going Ravens. Bengals? Yeah. Browns? Bengals. Are we overlooking them? Literally We're first. kind of overlooking the Browns. I'm going Steelers. I would not overlook the Browns. We left the Steelers seems Steelers. unlikely. We'll come back to it. Meanwhile, the spread at ESPN Bet is a tight one for Thursday night on this game here. Baltimore is a three-and-a-half-point favorite. The Ravens won in week two by only three points, 27-24. They're 4-1 in their past five home games against Cincinnati. So, again, the spread at ESPN Bet is a tight one. Baltimore, a three-and-a-half-point favorite. And do not forget... ESPN Bet, the app, launches this afternoon. And when you go, look for the Seeing Green special. I will have a special wager for you today and every week going forward. My Seeing Green special market this week is for Ravens-Bengals. It involves the quarterback matchup. Uh, and you will find it all in the ESPN Bet app. All right, let's do games. Pancakes is one of our I mean. favorite games. So let me show you how we're going to get this thing right, going. Yeah. Oh, we're back, baby! Bam, bam, bam. Got it. Here we go. Nothing better than pancakes except when they're sponsored. Woo! You know, our friends at IHOP. Sat them down is brought to you by IHOP. It is time to serve them up hot. Chef Saturday. Oh, Let's go. we're going to serve them up hot. And guess what? I hop, you're getting your money's worth this week, baby. This thing is Ooh. some nasty shots right here. Hey, Ravens Browns game was, I mean, it was phenomenal. Talk about this right here. We, bam! Oh, Get some of that action right there. Hey, let me tell you, slobber knocker. That's the definition of one. Running a little screen right here. I mean, he got hit so hard, he didn't know which planet he was on. His boys <laughs> point to him. My man John Simpson gave him the business end of this block right oh. there. And let me tell you something, man. he saw it. 
He saw it. He saw Everybody saw it. There was no sneak attack. One pancake, but he smoked him. Sent a nice block. Got to respect it right here. Okay. Now, we'll flip it around. We'll have a little reversal action right here. We're going back to the Browns. We're going to get some action here. Oh. You did it to my boy. I'm going to show it to you. Oh, and legal. stood over him. Don't talk about rules. We are not. This is not a rule show, okay? This is not Jim Harbaugh. We ain't in all that. You ain't Paul Feinbaum, okay? I don't need to hear all that nonsense. Right now, he got some. Look, just stay down. Stay down and get looked over. My man Cedric Tillman put the boss action on him. When you come down on a, on a kick out, that is as good as you can do it. Two pancakes. That's the way we do it. And then finally, I'm a, hey, Reed, let me just say this. This is the truth. That's an offensive lineman on the hash. Oh, oh, my word. And and the finish. Rule I want you to watch him closely. Watch him punch change. him in the face. On Oh, yeah. Uh, he got him twice. Uh, he got him twice. Uh, there is nothing better than you have an offensive line. I almost got to take the jacket off. <laughs> he, is in, he is on the hash, y'all, and is coming down, Rule getting change. that. Oh, my God. Uh, I mean, look at that right there. There's a 89. I don't know who you're blocking. That should have been better. That's three pancakes. If you are over 280 pounds, you're not allowed to go in motion. I want to rule Just sit oh. the body down. Let me tell you. If I would, I would have that in my office all the time. You I know mean, what I would do if yeah. I saw that coming? Yeah, we saw a game this weekend where a guy demonstrated the, the right, the right way to Show take that. on the block. Show, Show that Trent Williams. Game. Show the Trent Williams you, play. Watch you got it. Trent Williams coming at you. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> way to go. Way to go. Look at 31. There he you just go. ran. Oh. That's that's how you set the edge. That's that's Williams on Williams crime. He literally ran to a sideline. He's just running away. He is running away. Look at them. Show it again. Show it again. What else are you supposed to do? Look at that man. Look at the screen. Yes, sir. The whole damn screen. This man is enormous and fast. Watch this. Look at the size. Look at this. Look at this. We gotta go. We gotta we gotta go. Business decision. That is that's not fair. They have weight classes for a reason. 12 years of dominating people, and that guy sees him coming and goes, no way. Exactly right. And after the game, Trent was funny after the game. He talked about it. He's like, that was weird. I never saw that before. Yeah, yeah. That was my no, favorite play of the year. That's a real way. That is the way Greeny would handle any block in the NFL. We used to way over to cut Everybody out. here except one them. guy would handle that. <laughs> I, I, I do that on the sidewalk sometimes, depending <laughs> on the circumstance. I'm coming up uh, a Monday night stunner. The Bills make one of the worst mistakes you will see all season long. We'll dive into how it happened next. Hey. Oh, one-handed. Oh, one-handed. Oh, oh. oh. 